Welcome back to the Jess Longevity Podcast, where we give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Back from a fresh haircut today. Shout out to my girls down at Salon C and Thomaston. Melissa, I've been cutting my hair for, I'm afraid to say how long. But I would just like to put to bed the notion that I color my hair. I do not color my hair. And you can check that with Melissa. She'll let you know that the color of my hair is the color of my hair. I do not color my hair. I am just happen to be one of the lucky ones that are not graying. Plus a little secret that when I put product in my hair, you can't really see the gray. So... Just wanted to put that notion to bed because some people have asked me recently, including my best friend, what do I do to my hair? I don't do anything to my hair. So we got um, two things on tap for housekeeping. One, there is still time to jump on board to the Metabolism Makeover program that's starting on the 28th but we need to know right away uh, we need to get our products ordered so if you would like to join on board with that um, get that metabolism revved up start to feel better about yourself have a little bit more energy maybe sleep a little bit better loosen up those clothes for the holiday season give us a call 860-673-4293 message us on facebook walk through our front door whatever it might be we got a little room left and we'd love to help you with that Second, we're wrapping up our Fit 42. This is the last week of Fit 42. Had some tremendous success. And uh, we'll let you know about that uh, next week. So what I'd like to talk about today is a topic that comes up very often. And since we're starting uh, a new program, Metabolism Makeover, the subject of counting calories comes up often. And how that is such an imprecise method to to figuring out what you're eating um, we do at times and I've at times and we've taught at times to use some calorie counters online like uh, calorie King and uh, my fitness pal and things like that and the reason why we use those or we use um, some diet recall we write things down is not necessarily to see the calories or the breakdowns of the nutrients, but it's more of an awareness, an awareness of what you're eating and the times that you're eating and the mixtures that you're eating and things like that, not necessarily how many calories you're eating because counting calories is very imprecise. It's not a good way to really figure how much you're eating. So I want to go through why this science is so flawed. So way, way back in, 19, in 1896, Wilbur Atwater, he was known as the father of food calories. He went and sampled hundreds of different samples of even the same foods and products at the World's Fair. And he used a bomb calorimeter, calorimeter to do that, and it's very accurate And in that. But the problem is that he would figure out the calories for foods and say the same types of foods like apples, and it would be all over the board, or bread, things like that. So the total calorie value 
for that one item might be right, but a different kind of apple is a different kind of value. And so, although it was accurate what he was doing, it's very inaccurate as far as the multitudes of different kinds of foods that there are. As a result, the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations put out this statement, and I kind of have to read it to you. So, foods being biologically biological materials exhibit variations in composition. Therefore, a database cannot be accurately predict the composition of any given single sample of food. So, even the uh, F Food and Agriculture Organization says that it is not an accurate way to, to figure out the calories in foods. So, what's funny about this is that we are using the same calorie ranges that Atwaters figured out over a hundred years ago. So we're using information that is over a hundred years old. So it can be up to as much as 50% off. 50%, that's a big difference. So I'm going to go through the different reasons, there's five reasons why counting calories is so inaccurate. And we get a lot of this information, you know that we follow the teachings of Precision Nutrition and John Berardi. So this is some information that he teaches us and uh, we believe it. So the first part is about how many calories we're taking in. It's not an exact science, and here's the first reason why, okay? The amount of calories that we take in is imprecise. So what it says, what the food label might say, or the databases are just averages. The research show that the true caloric content of the foods that we're eating can be significantly off, it can be higher or lower. So I'm gonna give you some examples of, of that. And these examples, some are big and some aren't so big. So let's say, for example, uh, a cup of chopped tomatoes. The average would be 32 calories, but it could be as little as 23, or it could be as much as 49 calories. So that's not, that's not a big swing. That might be a swing of 25 calories or so. Or example, again, in a fruit, so for example, an apple. An apple, an average calorie is 93 calories, but that can be as little as 83 or as much as 116. Again, not that big a difference. But when you take a look at something, for example, like um, six ounces of filet mignon, the average number that we use is 446 calories. That can be as much as 506 calories or as little as 323 calories. So there's a large range there. There's a range of about 107 calories or so that that, that six-ounce filet mignon could be. And here's another one that's a big range, a big difference is a one large sweet potato. Right? Pick up sweet potatoes, and they're all different sizes, they're all different shapes. So the average amount of calories is 339. But that sweet potato can be as little as 231 calories or as much as 705 calories. That is a large swing. That is a swing. So, you know, although we think that that's how many calories are in that potato, because that's what the calorie counters say, it can be off by as much as 50%. So food companies can use as many as five different methods to estimate the calories. And the FDA permits inaccuracies of up to 
So if you have something that says it's 150 calories, that means it's somewhere from 130 to 180 calories. So, so how accurate is this calorie counting? That's just one reason why calorie counting is such an imperfect science. The second is we don't all absorb all the calories the same that we consume. Foods that I consume, I'm going to absorb differently than my wife, than my kids, than the people that I work with. So it, it's very inaccurate again. Some calories will pass through our digestive systems quicker than others. Some will be more absorbed than others. Um, so scientists have come up with a system where they determine how many calories are absorbed. So, for example, generally a protein is considered for one gram of protein is four calories, four kilocalories. But the, really the total calories per gram of that macronutrient is 565 calories. So there's about a one, pardon me, 5.65 calories. So that's 1.65 calories that are not absorbed. So, so we don't know. In general, um, one gram of fat is nine calories. The true calories, they believe, is 9.45 calories. So there's 0.5 calories that are not normally absorbed. And then for carbohydrates, typically we figure um, one gram of carbohydrate is four calories. And the true amount is about 4.1. So about 1.1 calories are not absorbed. So even though there's these formulas, there's still an approximation of the amount of calories that are absorbed. So for example, there are some foods that these formulas don't work for. For example, like nuts and seeds. So almonds, you're only going to absorb about 68% of what we eat. And walnuts, I think it's about 79%. And pistachios is 95%. So we're not absorbing everything that allegedly those foods have to be absorbed. And then another example of some foods are some foods that are rich in fibers. These formula don't work well for foods that are rich in fibers. So, for for example, cabbage, you're going to zap about 21 more calories, 21% more calories than what is suggested. Or uh, black beans that are cooked, you're going to absorb about 15% more calories than what they say the caloric intake is for those things. So there's a, there's a variety of foods that these formulas don't work for. So Here's a second example of why calorie counting is so imprecise. The amount of calories that we absorb are different amongst everybody. It can be as much as a 10% error. So we have 50% because of the way calories are determined, and then we got another 10% that can be off because of how we absorb them. So the third thing that becomes a problem is when we prepare our foods, it changes the caloric load. So how the food is prepared will change how the food is absorbed and how much of the calories are absorbed. And typically when a food is cooked, we can absorb more of it. So a couple of examples they have is an egg is known as 47 calories, but once that egg is cooked, it's about 35% more or 74 calories. Uh, a potato, just a baked potato, will come in at about 100 calories, 
once it's cooked, you can absorb 91% more or 93, 193 calories. And whether you chop up a food or you blend the food or how those foods are all prepared can increase the caloric absorption in the body. So we're gonna absorb differently. The way it's cooked, gonna absorb some more. The way we determine the calories is wrong. This particular thing, <coughs> excuse me, how it's prepared can cause up to a 90% error in the calories that we absorb. Fourth thing is, we all absorb our calories uniquely. It's a variable, so it's based on our individual gut bacteria, so that can increase or decrease the amount of calories that we absorb. So for example, people who have higher portions of firmicutes, Bacteria absorb on average 150 calories more per day than those who don't have that, who have less. So there's another reason why calorie counting is inaccurate. And then finally, probably the one that is the most, um, uh, who affects it the most is that we really are not great at eyeballing portion sizes. We do studies show that people mismeasure portions up to two thirds of the time wrong. So it's very inaccurate. It's accidental, but it is inaccurate. So, for example, you know, a serving of peanut butter, one teaspoon, it could be up as 94%, or, or um, spaghetti, a half a cup of spaghetti, you can be off by as much as 100 calories. Uh, things like that so it's difficult to determine portion sizes even a, a half a cup of beans additional half a cup could be 114 calories so there's another reason why calorie counting is so inaccurate so we got you know all together when we put all these things together we can be consuming a total of up to 25 percent more or less than we think we are. So just to review that, the imperfections of calorie counting is, starts off with how the calories counts are determined, is imprecise. We're using numbers that are over 100 years old and it can be different within a type of food like an apple or a bread or things like that. We don't absorb our calories the same when we consume them. How we prepare the foods changes the caloric load. As individuals, we, we absorb calories uniquely, so it can vary within, within the person. And finally, people aren't really great at eyeballing portion sizes, and it's a pain in the butt to try to measure foods out, and I would suggest not doing that. I would suggest trying to find um, an eating pattern that works, that'll help you make some changes in your body composition, along with exercise and sleep and hydration and stress, um, rather than trying to use such an inaccurate science as calorie counting. So there you have it. If you're going to use a calorie counter, use it for information of awareness of how much a calorie certain foods are, because or not, maybe people aren't aware that a certain slice of cheese could be 100 calories. So you can learn from that a little bit. 
what are more calorie dense foods. You can use it to learn what are more nutrient dense foods, foods that have more nutrients, uh, more maybe more fats or more carbohydrates, protein. You can use that as awareness to see the patterns that you eat in, maybe the spacing that you have, things like that, or maybe you see that you eat a lot more breakfast than you eat the rest of the day. But don't rely on those numbers of calories in because that's very inaccurate, very inaccurate. So that's what we have for you today. I hope this is helpful. If you have any questions, certainly get a hold of me at any time. And we'll look for us next Tuesday for more insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Thanks for watching.